Welcome to track number three of If You Love the Lord. Wow. Okay, 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 good. Paul called to be an apostle through Jesus Christ, an apostle of Jesus Christ, through the will of God. Amen. Amen. Through the will of God. Unto the church of God, which is at Corinth, to them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints. With all that in every place, call upon the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, both theirs and ours. Amen. Paul was called to be an apostle. Now, this is another example of what I was talking about, the keys to prosperity. You see, many people preach and teach, but not so many are really apostles, really pastors, really teachers, or really prophets. Some people have a few dreams. They call themselves prophets. Some people have a few visions and they say they are prophets. But really, what they are experiencing is just the presence of the Holy Spirit in their life. But it's not their calling. So to be any of these things, God has to actually call you. Being something is not what you call it. If I call myself prophet, it doesn't make me a prophet. If I stand and say, my name is Hamburger Dag, it doesn't make me a hamburger. Do you understand? I can call myself hamburger for a thousand years. I don't turn into a hamburger. Do you understand? So calling yourself an apostle, a prophet, or a pastor, or even me appointing you as a pastor, doesn't make you a pastor. It is recognition within our own human, weak, limited institutions that we appoint someone and say, you are a pastor. I mean, there are people I have appointed as pastors who, I, after I appointed them, I realized I had made a mistake. I mean, because I'm a human being and I can't expect to get 100 over 100 all the time. Do you get often 100 over 100? And most of our judgment is not 100 over 100. So why, why are you angry with me? You get it? So these great positions, they come by the will of God. You can't force it. But as you serve God, you, you discover what you are. Look at me. God has used me to establish more than a thousand churches. I don't call myself Apostle Dag. Neither do I even call myself an apostle, per se. Maybe that is what I am. But I, it, it's not, it, it doesn't really matter. Do you understand? Yeah. Because I want to see Jesus, which I haven't seen yet. It's a big problem. Do you understand for me? <laughs> so whether people see you as A or B, it doesn't matter. But by the will of God, what God has called you to become, you shall become in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Now, many are called, the Bible says, I believe many people are called to be apostles and pastors, teachers, evangelists. But many do not want it. We are all going to get to heaven and find people 
who are called to do great things. The thrones of heaven would be filled if everybody had obeyed the call. But many are called, but few get chosen. Because there is a big difference between many being called and few being chosen. Because few respond to the call. Even amongst all of you are those people. I've been having camps with you. Out of the many, 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 we have invested powerful camps after camp, after camp, after camp. In Ghana, for years, I don't have any camp, only with Alos. But out of those many calls and many camps, all of them having the same drive, few have actually responded and given themselves up compared to the numbers that came. It's true. And there are a lot of people who say something in first year, another thing in second year, and a different thing altogether in third year. And in fourth year, they don't remember saying anything. So these days, I prefer to wait and see. I have a more wait and see approach. It's just like when somebody's getting married. All the boys, especially the girls, we promise you, oh, I'll do this, I'll do this. She's waiting for power. When she wears the ring, that's when we really see what you are made of. Yeah. But before then, you see them humble, smiling, meek, gentle. Ah! Nobody knows. When she finally stands by you, you'll be surprised. Shabaya. Many are called. May you become the apostle that God has called you to be. Some of you have got 70 churches within you. If you will obey God, all the churches will come forth. Some of you have a hundred churches. Some of you have two churches. Some of you have one church. I don't know. God knows. And if you obey that call according to the will of God, ah, you'll be blessed. Sit down. Some years ago, I said I was called. And I was a medical student. Now there was a church in Accra with a powerful pastor and a powerful congregation, which was so large that people were now coming to first and second service. And I don't know if there was a third service, but the church was so big that there were now canopies. Canopies were made outside. So that, yeah, because the church auditorium could not contain these people. Now, when I started my church in a corner in uh, Kolebu Teaching Hospital, the pastor of that church and his associates made some remarks from their mighty mega powerful church that some people instead of concentrating on their studies they say they are pastors and they are called how can they be called but I didn't recognize the seriousness of such remarks I thought that it was harmless 
So I sent my assistant to go and invite one of them to come and preach in our baby day old chick church. When he went as my envoy, ambassador, you must be careful of whom you send. When I sent him, when he got there, they said, sit down, sit down. What are you people doing there? Then they started explaining to him that, look, when somebody is not called and he's doing something, it will never work. And that it is a very dangerous thing. And then they also explained to him that it is these little foxes that are in the ministry that are spoiling the vine. The vine of ministry, the vine of the church is being spoiled by the little foxes, including me. Little fox that I didn't know I had become a little fox. So when my uh, and then to round it up, the the because that one of the the person that we were inviting, he said that he had been coming before. He used to come when we were just a fellowship, but he just told them anyway, I cannot come because I do not anymore sow amongst stones. I don't sow amongst stones anymore. So when my assistant came back, I said, How was the invitation I sent you to invite and he said oh it looks like there are some difficulties I said what difficulties they cannot come then he told me about the little foxes then he told me about the tones and I also heard about the fact that I was not concentrating on my style. I said I'm called after some time the pastor that I had sent to go and call and invite, I realized that he was affected by that message. Because they were, they were putting pressure. They told him that he should rather come and join them. And I realized that now he was affected. Not only was he affected, but my church members were affected because they were a group. All of them were suspicious about whether I was genuinely called. Because when you see my face in those days, like a Palestinian terrorist, very lean. In fact, when I saw my picture, I understood all their problems. Hey! But you see, that is why I keep on explaining to you that A minister must be sure about the will of God. You have to learn. That is why we have this book. The Art of Hearing. You must learn how to distinguish the voice of God and to know. In spite of all these persecutions, I still persisted and said that it is the will of God for me to be a pastor. I went to the church and I announced in the church that I'm a pastor from today. No, don't call me Brother Dag again. Call me Pastor Dag. I had no one to introduce me. As we introduced pastors at ISI, homecoming, we said, this is now a pastor. This is now a pastor. People don't know what has been done for them. 
Because I didn't have it for me. As we've been introducing people, say, you are now a pastor. Because I say so. People recognize, they don't ask questions about your calling. But my calling was questioned. But you must be sure about the will of God. Whether God has called you or not, so that you fulfill his calling. My members were now confused about my... When I came to preach, they were assessing my calling. The teaching. The teaching style. That I move up and down. I don't stand in one place. Am I called? Am I not called? They were assessing me Sunday after Sunday about my calling. That's why I say that you better be sure one day a certain brother was going to marry a certain plump sister or somebody who say plumpy. There's nothing like plumpy. Plump. But let's call her plumpy. I said to the brother, I said, look. Look at the girl very well. I don't want you to come one day and tell me that I don't like her again because she's too fat. I don't want to hear that. Look at it well. If you like, choose. But don't say you didn't see it well. I'm talking about being sure of the call of God so that when the fire falls on you, you can survive. Shabaya. Fire was falling on me because I said I'm called to be a pastor. My members, they were now questioning my calling. All of them. People that I led to Christ in, in the morning, I went to preach. I said, give your life to come down. Come downstairs. A nursing house. In the morning, 5 a.m., I sang. And I preached and I said, come. If you want to give your life, come down. I was, I'm standing here. I stood outside the girls' dormitory in the nursing training school. They came out. I said, bow down your heads. Let us pray. They gave their life to Christ. And they were in the church. I had promise. I laid hands on them. They were now speaking in tongues. All of them. Now these people who came out of their room downstairs. And I led them to Christ. And on whom I laid hands. Were now questioning whether I was called. It's true. So. If God has called you. You better be sure. Because if he has not called you and you go, even when he has called you, it's not easy. You will be tested. You now you run away. The calling, you say, that child, this calling there, it will be better that I put it aside for the time being. You have to be ready to survive the fire storm that is going to come when you rise up and you say, Count me as one of the people that are called. Count me. Expect the fire storm. Paul, an apostle by the will of God, not by the will of man. By the will, I am sure that it's by the will of God. You must have that conviction that God has called you, that God has sent you, that God wants you, and you must follow the calling. You must obey the calling of your life. You cannot afford not to obey it. Paul, an apostle, by the will of God, whether my members believe I am called or not, whether my associates believe I have turned into a fox, or whether some other pastor in another church believes I am a fox, God has called me and as far 
as I'm concerned, it is the will of God for me to stand in my pulpit. Whether you have seen a medical student preaching before, you haven't seen one before, that is your, your problem. It's not my problem. And I'm going to follow my calling. Yeah, That's how come I'm here now. That's how come I'm here. That's how come some of these people hardly relate with us because they cannot believe that the fox, the fox which was spoiling the vine, has grown up to become a pastor of over a thousand churches. They can't believe that. The fox. They call me a fox and God called me a pastor. That is why when I see a young man who says God has come, I support him. I help them. You call me a fox. God called me a pastor. God knows what I am. God knows what he has called me to do. It's not what you say I am. You say the little foxes. So I asked him, what is the meaning of that fox that is going to the vine? Who is the fox? And I don't understand the revelation. It is only now that I'm even understanding the revelation. <laughs> I'm now understanding that I was a fox. And that my presence was spoiling the church of God. Now that I'm understanding how I am a fox, it's like something that is not supposed to be there, but it is there. And it, it works underground and destroys everything. Are you listening to me? Yeah. So, my brother, my sister, you must tune your mind and your heart to follow the will of the Lord as the Lord has given you his calling. Charlie, there is no man, there is no woman, there is no mother, no father, there is no uncle, there is no relative that must stand between you and the hope of your calling. There is nothing, there is nothing, there is nobody, there is no criticism, there is no downplaying of who you are, there is no insult of who you are, of your life, there is no insult of your life, that degrading derogatory uh, uh, denigrating remarks that can change the fact when God says you are called. One guy he saw me he said when I see that I feel sick. Just because I've started a church. When I see that I feel sick. It is today that I've understood that I, I was a fox. Are you listening? So be sure. The the will of God, it doesn't mean that men will see. Men will say yes. Men will applaud. Men will appreciate. Men will say it's true. No. The will of God is something that it must be. That's why I said, don't even a man of God. Because you see, sometimes a man of God doesn't even recognize your calling. Many of the people who work for me, I often tell them, I didn't choose you. Because it's God who chooses everybody. God knows everybody's gift. I wouldn't have chosen Claudia to come and work for me when I saw her. So she said she wants to work. Okay, fine. I wouldn't have chosen her. And God is the one who chooses his people. God is the best chooser. So when God is choosing, just be watching and waiting before you realize, you see that, oh, I see. Oh, I realize. Oh, that's why I defend pastors. If, 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 if a pastor falls, you see, I'll be the champion there. I've been there, I tell you. Where they say, you are, you are this, you are fox. You are a fox. You are a thorn. 
I don't sow amongst thorns. So who are the thorns inviting you to come and sow your seed among us? Prickles and thorns. Small boy. It's amazing. So be careful when God has called you. God looks at you differently from how people look at you. People look at you. Look at you. Small girl. Look at short. Short. They say tall. Everybody have some words. Some denigrating, derogating, degrading, downplaying, trivializing your, your existence. But God, he looked at you through a different eye. And he said, you know, come, come, you come, you come. And before you realize, you are someone. People can't even believe it. But God calls and he chooses and he sends. Hey, may your calling, may your calling, may your calling never be buried because of somebody's somebody's insult somebody say something about you what may your calling never be quenched because of somebody's remarks God has a different type of eye different type of love eyes that he sees you through and when he sees you through those eyes People look at you and say, it's a fox with a tail. Have you seen my tail? And some people see that I have a tail. It is today that I have understood I have a tail. But I thank God for those love eyes. Sit down. I wake up in the morning and look into a mirror. The same old faces staring back at me Then I cry cause I don't seem to get any mirror To the person I wish I could be And then I look into your love eyes You see me through your love eyes And beauty is what you see you wash me with those tears falling from your love All the people see is the part of me that's showing They think that's the way I'll always be Oh, but you look ahead to the day I'm full grown and there's nothing but beauty in me But then I look into your love eyes You see me through your love eyes And beauty is what you see in me Cause you wash me with those tears Falling from your love eyes I've had it said that love is blind, but I know that just ain't true. Cause love can leave the past behind, 
tears falling from your love eyes. Your love eyes, 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 your love eyes. You wash me with those tears falling from your love eyes. Up in the morning and look into a mirror The same old face is staring back at me Then I cry cause I don't seem to get any mirror To the first thing I wish I could be But then I look into your love eyes You see me through your love eyes And beauty is what you wash me with those tears falling from your love eyes, love eyes. All the people see is the part of me that's showing. They figure that's the way I'll always be. Oh, but you look ahead to the day I'm full grown, and there's nothing but beauty in me. So I look into your love eyes You see me through your love eyes And beauty is what you see in me Cause you wash me with those tears Falling from your love eyes Your love eyes And so I look into your love eyes you see me through your love eyes and beauty is what you see me as you wash me with those tears falling from your love eyes your love eyes your It's fantastic. God has different eyes that is looking at you with totally different eyes. That's why people look at you and they say, no, no, out, 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 out. Then God will say, no, in, 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 in. I see you being selected by the Lord. Hallelujah. Sit down. Number 10. God has kind intentions for you. Hey. Kind intentions for you that are embodied in his will. Wow. Kind intentions that are embodied in his will. Amen. Hey. How many know that God has kind intentions? 
God is thinking about something. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Amen. Wow. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we would be holy and blameless before him in love. He, verse 5, are you with me? Ephesians chapter 1 verse 5. He predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to himself. According to the kind intentions of his will. To the praise and the glory of his grace. Which he freely bestowed on us in the beloved. According to the kind intentions. Hey. If you love the Lord, you will love his will for you. Because you will know that in his will are certain kind intentions. God has some kindness that is intended for you. And those kind things that are intended for you lie within his will for you. If you don't enter his will, God's kind intentions cannot be manifested towards you because his kind intentions are inside his will. That is why the most important prayer, one of the most important prayers is to pray for the will of God to be done and not to pray for any particular thing. Thy will be done. 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 Because within his will, the intentions that are kind towards you, Shabaya, are found in there. Now, outside his will, you find the devil and you find other satanic agents in full operation and in full manifestation. Are you listening to me? That is why you want to be in his will always. You want to say, Lord, let your will be done. Let your will be. I don't want my will. I don't want my will. I don't want my way. Why should you want your will? At your age, how do you want your will to be done? At your age, you want your own will to be done. What can your will be telling us? His will should be done. That's why I say that. People that God chooses for you are better than what you choose for yourself. I've learned that. Let God select by the process that he can and he will select people for you. He will select the right husband for you. He will select the right wife for you. Allow God to select. Don't be afraid of his powers of selection. When you force your own will based on your own perception of what is good, you only live to discover that the will of God is very different from your own will. People always complain about the will of God that it is hard to obey God. If you love the Lord, you will love his will for you. Instead of questions why, there will be praise for all he does. If you love his will, if you love the Lord, you will love his will. You will love his will. You will say his will is the best. 
His will is the best. His will is the best. His will is the best. I want his will. When, when, you, when you love the Lord, you will come to respect his will. As you walk with the Lord, you will respect God. You will say, God is so powerful that his intentions are so kind and so good. But he has to work it out. Like Joseph. Joseph suffered for a long time. And, uh, but at the end of it, he said, God meant it for good. There was a very kind intention in all that happened. To make me the prime minister of Egypt. To save Israel. To save the people. There was a kind intention deep down in this will. Through the pain and through it all, there was a kind intention. And we will discover the kind intention of his will. If you don't discover it here, you will discover it there. You, you, you will come and you say, my God. My God, is this what it was? Is this what it was about? If I had known, I would have even embraced it more. Wow. There is a kind, a very kind intention. Kindness. If you want to talk about kindness, you are talking about God. If you talk about somebody who loves you, somebody who likes you, you are talking about God. God is the one who likes you. God is the one who thinking in a very kind way towards us. But see, we have the mind of like somebody with a big cane who wants suffering. And there are people who think about me in that way. I was going to have a camp somewhere and then they made an announcement. Bishop is coming. We are going to have a camp. And then as the pastor looked at the people, he said, you don't have to say, as for Bishop, the only thing he's going to come and say is kill yourself for Jesus. Some people have that mind. As for Bishop, it's only kill yourself for Jesus. There is a kind intention. (laughs) There's a kind intention somewhere. (laughs) Are you listening to me? There's some kindness intended by that you cannot do for yourself. Happiness, peace, and joy. And if you don't see it on earth, because some people don't see it on earth. Some people die only in faith. Somebody lost four wives and six children on the mission field. That's ten funerals. He had 10 funerals that he conducted. I now commit my wife to the ground. I now commit my child. I commit my third child. I commit my fourth child. I commit my fifth child. I commit my sixth. You ask yourself, is God alive? Uh, Each child that went into the ground, you perhaps do not know what is up there waiting. The kind intentions of the Lord. Even to not allow that child to live. It's a kind intention. A lot of women cry when they lose their uh, abort their children. Sometimes within three months, the babies get aborted. They cry. Sometimes they don't know. Do you, the mother of Stalin, Stalin, who killed 20 million of his own people, she took him to Bible school. She took his son to Bible school. <laughs> Do you think she was a bad woman? If that woman had had an abortion, when the child was coming forth, she had an abortion. She may have been saying, God, God doesn't hear. Jehovah Rophi. It says, I am the Lord that healed thee. I will bless thee. You shall never cast your young. 
You have blessed your bread. I have blessed your water. And I will take sickness from my, away from amongst you. Why? 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 Stalin. If Stalin's mother who believed so much in God to us to send her son to Bible school. You see. You wouldn't have known the kind intention. Was to save the world from a stubborn child. Because it is in the Bible that if a man has a stubborn child. He shall bring the child out of the city. And all of them shall stone and he shall be the first to stone that child. <laughs> Are you listening to me? Yeah. So brothers and sisters, it is a very, very wonderful thing. I want you to know there is a kind intention. God has a kind intention for you. Spite of everything, there is a kind intention. There is a kind intention. There is a kind intention. What do you think? There is a kind intention. There is a kind intention. In the down, in the up, in the sideways, in the left and the right, there is a kind intention in it. And you must believe God. And in the end, you will see that God actually seemed to have been playing some game that I didn't even know that I was part of the game. How many have seen sometimes human beings can deceive you? Maybe it is your birthday. They have even planned a birthday cake or birthday party. You didn't even know. And they say this. Not knowing that all the things they were doing had some kind intentions in it. you didn't know this move was because of that that move when the person said this the person was trying to delay you when the person said this all those moves not knowing that there was an intention in it wow when we were coming from Damongo we reversed our bus the bus had to go reverse and then forward as soon as we reversed our bus got stuck there was Mad, our bus got stuck. So I came out of the bus. I said, we all came out of the bus, and I was standing there with somebody, and I told the person I was standing by. I said, this bus that is stuck, you you will never know that only because we are stuck, we will not die on the way. Because maybe because an accident, a split second, at this point you meet this one, who meets this one, and then boom. You may not know the kind intentions because we prayed before we went. First step, we are stuck. Hey! You may not know the kindness that was given to us to be stuck in that position. And we struggled to be unstuck for some time before we were. I was even surprised when we were released. I thought we would not go then. I thought maybe we'll go later, 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 maybe some hours or maybe the next day. As I was standing there, I was watching. Because I've seen all this before. One day I was going to Takrade. I went to pass through Bishop Saki's house. Just, I finished at his house and then I was t- making a U-turn. Just reverse like this to come round. When I reversed, I was stuck. I never went to Takrade that day. I stayed at that place for the next three to four hours. When I finished and I went home. (laughs) 
But if you have been working with God for some time, you will not be so flabbergasted by certain things. When they have said this thing, you have seen or this one, it will be some kind of intention somewhere that is moving. Hey. By that time, you may be cursing God. So where is God? Where is God? Where is God? Is that the question you are asking now? Where is God? God is in the mat, holding your ties, keeping you away from an early death. Hmm. May his kind, in, may your kind, inten- the kind intentions of the Lord be manifested in your life. Amen. Amen. Are you there? Are you getting closer and closer to the Lord? Amen. Amen. Number 11. You may have to give up your life if it is the will of God. Galatians chapter 1 verse 3. You may have to give up your life. It may be the will of God for you to die. Oh yes. I remember I said in church, they said they don't bury you. If you are less than 70 and you die, they will not bury you in the church. Hey! Because you didn't have faith. That's what they say. You didn't have faith. (laughs) You should have had faith. If you had faith, you wouldn't die before the age of 70 when God has given us three score and ten. Hey. But it is true. You have to believe. But I want you to also know that there are situations where it is the will of God that your life be sacrificed. And that you, you shouldn't live long. That your life should just and short life short life like Jesus 30 33 John the Baptist 30 30 years 30 30 years Jesus 33 <laughs> 33 30 30 years for John the Baptist in some cases, it may be the will of God that you die early. Be your death. Anybody who dies, always it has a meaning for the people who are left behind. If you read the Bible, anybody who dies, dies for the people who are left. <laughs> Usually, when the person dies, it's either a message for the person who is left or it is to release the people who are coming to be able to carry on different things, to allow the entrance of some other people. But if you read the Bible, everybody died for a particular reason. You don't just die. So the will of God may be God never spoke to Joshua till Moses died. When Moses died, then God spoke to Joshua and said, Rise, Moses, your father is dead. 
He has not spoken. Have you read in the Bible where God spoke to Joshua? God was only speaking to Moses. Because you see, sometimes to to maintain the string of command, you need to speak to only one person. You start speaking to Joseph. God, God appeared. And he also appeared here. He told me. And he appeared here too. Three of you have come that God has spoken. Hey. But sometimes one goes, then the next one is there. So it may be the will of God. So how do you know how long you are going to live? You are making plans. A young boy like you, you are making plans for retirement. Retire at your age. You are planning. You don't know when you, how long you live. Nobody knows. The first pastor I buried, he was 27 years old. Yeah. Pastor Charles Apare. If you go to the Kodesh, we have something we call a memory wall. You will see the names of the pastors of this church who have died. When you go, you see memory war. Every pastor who has served as a pastor in this church who has died, you see his name there in a plaque. And the first was the I don't know if he's the youngest but he was only 27 years. He had been married for some months. Wow. Are you God? Stand up if you are God and explain. Human beings always want to be God. You see, Job's friends, don't make the mistake they made. Anytime something bad happens, there are some people who rise up to explain it. You know, this thing has happened because this, this, this. Eh, it's a very dangerous thing. God was not happy with those three guys at all. In fact, he told Job at the end, get up, pray for these guys before I strike all of them from this earth. Explanations upon explanations for everything. That has happened to somebody it's because he did this, is because he did this, is because it made Job speak so much. So many chapters of speaking, explaining himself. I have not looked at a woman before. I have not done this. I've helped blind people. I've helped this. I've done what again? Ooh. I've helped the poor. Oh, Job, he explained himself. Ah, the three guys. The three guys said, Look, there must be something you've done. There is nothing. You it cannot happen like that. You have done something. <laughs> He brought out all his righteousness. So sometimes it is the will of God. And it was the will of God for Jesus to die. The Bible says, from our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus gave himself for us. Amen. Are you ready to die for Jesus? Raise your hand if you are ready to die for Jesus. Hey. Are you sure of what you are saying? Most of you are dreaming about marriage. The raps you are going to give the the raps you are going to give the lady, what you are going to say to her, you are not thinking of dying, are you thinking of dying? 
Are you not thinking of how you are going to wrap her and say, Man, you are bones of my bones. You are flesh of my flesh. Who is that? He's planning to do what? To give raps. He doesn't want to die. Either he's going to give you some raps that you can use for your life.
there's no one closer. You are flesh of my flesh, born of my bone. You are flesh of my flesh, born of my bone. There's no one closer. You are flesh of my flesh. Hold on my bones, we are one. They don't want to die. These are the songs they want to be singing to each other. People are saying, mm, this is the song that I will sing at my wedding. You don't want to die. You want to live. And marry. And sing songs. You are joking. There's quarterfinals in your eyes. Okay. Sit down. Your life will number 15. Oh, number. Ah. It's true. The will of God is mysterious and contains many mysteries. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7 In whom we have a redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence having made known unto us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure which he has purposed in himself. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 9 is the key verse you must remember about the mystery of the will of God. God's will is mysterious. If we say the mystery of the missing cat or the mystery of the missing dog, we are talking about how to It's not clear how the cat got missing. It's not clear how the dog got missing. The mystery of the missing bag. The bag was there at 8 o'clock. And at 9 o'clock, the bag was no longer there. So it's not clear how 
or what has happened to the back. It's not easy to know or see or understand. So we have to really investigate. Now, the will of God is not easy to know or to see through clearly. There was a baggage. It's gone. It's not easy to understand. It was there. So, person, I show you, I said, look, the flask, the mystery of the disappearing flask. How did it go? I don't understand it. I can't even, it's, it's, it can't, I, 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 I don't, I've thought about, I don't really know. So, what is the mechanism? What is going on? I don't think it's clear to know what's going on. Is it clear? No, it's, it's missing. How did it happen? What's, to, what, what's going to happen next? That's how the will of God is. It's not something you can easily know. How it happened, why, what. You just see that this is it. So there's a lot of mysterious things. You could be sitting here, you'll be my wife tomorrow. You never imagined that you become my wife. <laughs> it's true. It's true. You never you never imagine that it's possible. It's true. It's mysterious. You'll be sitting here, you may be a, a great evangelist, bigger than Bernard Bonk. You know, you, you, I mean, you, you look and say, how? How? What? Where? When? Who? What? what the, I mean, how? How can it be possible? Is it mysterious? Oh, yeah. There's somebody like you. You see, the other day I was, I consecrated a bishop. In another country, I now how ordained pastors we consecrate bishops. I consecrated him as a bishop, and he wore white, white gown with a white that thing that bishops wear, the long one. He wore white, white. When he was sitting there, he looked more holy than even the pope. <laughs> but as he sat there, I said, "God is mysterious," because he was a gangster. A gangster means like an armed robber. That's what he was. He was a violent man. That is sitting there. That has been made into a bishop. Hey! So you ask yourself, what is the process? You can't even, even fathom it. Stand up you. Not you. Do you know Timbuktu? Have you thought that you could be in living in Timbuktu? You see now. And you can't even imagine what should put you in Timbuktu. It's true. That's how the will of God is. If, if you follow the will of God, you will come to things that surprise you. And you say, no, I never thought I'd be here. And me too, I never thought. Most of the things I'm doing, that I have, I never thought. That I write a book and somebody reads it. I'm one of the surprised people in the world. True. It is, it is recently that I came to realize that, look, you are an author. Do you know that you are an author? <laughs> because after I discovered ah, it's also a ministry. But I never planned that I'm going to be an I didn't even know that the, the word author. It's just something on my vocabulary as one of the things that a person would do. It's true. 
It's you just won't even know. Where will you be? Who will you be with? What work will you be doing? Ten years from now? <laughs> That's why I suggest that you pray Ephesians 1 9. That the, the mystery of his will will happen. His mysterious will is not only bad things. Not only things you know. Some are things you can't even imagine how. I never knew that. I never thought I would be doing evangelism today. I always said I'm a, I'm a pastor and a teacher. Bishop Saki is an evangelist. Today he is a pastor and I'm an evangelist. It's fantastic. We had his gospel crusade track. We changed it. We painted over. We said healing Jesus crusade. We started a new thing. It's fantastic. We switched. We said, okay, you pastor the church. I do this. That's all. Look at, she's sitting here from Mexico. I never thought of a Mexican. Or even the different nationalities, Zimbabwe, Kenya, South Africa, all, all around her. I never thought of anything international. Different countries, India, this, that. We have Indians. <laughs> Indians are here now. Oh, it's just wonderful. It's amazing. So, take your time. You never know who you're going to be, who is going to be that person. Maybe, maybe you're going to be president. You see, some of you now, you will be president. Nobody knows you will be one day president. And I'll be with you all the time talking to you when you are the president. I'll be talking to you, explaining to you. Maybe God will make you the president so that I, I can give you some tips. How to make a nice, the whole country into a nice Kodesh. Are you listening? You never know. So, take your time as you talk to people. Pray, 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 pray. Let your will be done. Because there are so many beautiful and wonderful things in the mystery of his will. They are hidden. When he says something mysterious, it's hidden. You can't see it. And it, his will doesn't always happen. God's will doesn't always happen. When we say, he's got the whole world in his hand. That's what the, the right, right song. He's got the whole world in his hand. He's got the whole world in his hand. He's got the whole world in his hand. He's got a little boy brother in his hand. He's got a little boy sister in his hand. He's got a little boy brother in his hand. He's got a whole world in his hand. The Bible says the devil is the God of this world. The devil who has the whole world in his hand. If God had this world in his hand, do you think it would be the way it is? Everywhere confusion, people like Idi Amin, idiots become presidents, idiots, bastards, crazed killers become heads of states, murderers, mass murderers, all through history, killing the people mercilessly and senselessly. All over the world, in Europe, in America, everywhere. If he had the whole world in his hand. No, he doesn't have the whole world in his hand. He got a little boy brother in his hand. He got a little boy sister in his hand. He's got a little boy brother in his hand. He's got a whole world in his hand. No, not true. 
He hasn't got a whole world. The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 4, the devil is the God of this world. That's why the devil took Jesus up to the mountain and showed him the world. And he said, it is mine. Bow. And I give it to you right now. Bow. It wasn't true, but he said, bow. It is mine to give to you. If it wasn't true that it was his, it would not have been a temptation. You understand what I'm saying? What was not true, but that was true. That part was true and the other part was not true. The part was true that it was for him. That's why it was a temptation. But the part that was not true, that when he bows, it will not be, the world will be for him, but he would be for the devil. <laughs> it's got the little boy, brother. It is done. It's got the little boy, sister. It is done. It's got the little boy, brother. It is done. It's got the whole world in his hand. No. Oh, Mali, it's not true. It's a lie. That's why the devil said, wow, look, look, at, look at Kenya. Look at Zimbabwe. Look at Africa. Look at Eastern Europe, Afghanistan, the whole world. He said, I will give it to you. Just, I'll give the whole world to you. You can see that Satan is ruling this world by how the world is. It's not only in Africa that we have problems. The whole, Hitler and those guys, they were far worse than these Amin, Bokassa, and so on. In terms of the number of people, they killed far more. They developed their country and killed the people. Ours, ours didn't develop and they killed a number. Do you see? So, his will doesn't necessarily have, because the devil operating in this world prevents the will of God from happening. That's why Jesus said, that's why Jesus prayed that thy will be done. Because there are so many things that can make his will not happen. Maybe you're supposed to marry somebody. You never marry that person because you don't pray this prayer. Thy will be done. Maybe somebody you are in a relationship with is supposed to break up with you. But because you don't pray thy will be done, he doesn't break up. He follows through. He does the engagement. You two, you accept it. You go on. You do the engagement, everything. and you marry. Because If you had only prayed, you would have broken up. Only you had prayed that that will be done. You have broken up with a wild beast and disliked the person forever. But you didn't pray. So you went ahead and you married into the fire. Firestorm. Because you didn't pray, the hidden things never appeared. I never knew that I would do a camp in Kenya in the midst of animals. You know how I do camp here? Like I'm doing preaching camp here. Huh? It was hidden in my history that I one day be in the midst of lions, jackals, elephants, hyenas, and have a camp in Kenya with Kenyans. With Kenyans. It was part of I never found in my in my in my hidden uh, mysteries. I never thought I would stand in Japan preaching. I'll be in Japan. I'll preach in America. I'll preach in Paraguay. I'll preach, preach in Colombia. I never thought I'd preach in Argentina, in Buenos Aires. I never thought I'd drive from one end of Buenos Aires to the other. I never knew that I'd be in Argentina, preaching in different places. Panama. It's, it's all part of Korea. Singapore, Malaysia, Australia. It's all hidden. If you don't pray, it never appears. It always stays there. It never appears. You, you keep saying, that, oh, he's got a little boy, brother. 
In his science, he's got a little boy sister. In his science, he's got a little boy brother. In his science, he's got a whole world in his science. It's not true. <laughs> the devil is the god of this world. So better get to the job and say, Lord, let thy will be done. If it was not important, it would not be a prayer. Now Jesus will pray for three hours before his will happens. Pilate just had to change his mind and the will of God will not happen again. So so when you pray the will of God, those who don't have to change their mind, don't change. Those who have to change, they change. Just keep praying that prayer for your life. You say you will not pray. You only want to receive word. You only want to listen to messages. You won't pray. You are joking. What a final is in your eyes. It's my best prayer. Okay, when I'm praying for a long time, for a long time, it always comes to this. When I'm praying for a shorter time, like one hour or two hours, then it comes to the spirit of wisdom and revelation. But when I'm praying for a long time, for 10 hours, 15 hours, 24 hours, two days, three days, it will come to this. Thy will. The mystery. The hidden packages. Come out so that I see you. What is hidden in my destiny and my future? Who are the characters and the people supposed to step forward in my life? Who am I supposed to meet? What am I supposed to do? Let them come out of the woods. The things I don't know about, I can't see. Amen. One day, day. I was with a certain Chinese man. man. And the Chinese man said to me, I I said to him, I I don't know how you see me. But I I was giving, I was saying something. Then he said, oh, I see you as a mentor. A mentor. He said, a distant mentor, but a mentor. One of a number of people that I see you as a mentor. Later on, I was thinking about it. I never knew that a Chinese man would see me as a mentor. Yeah. I'm a Chinese man who has a church. A large church. Yeah. Are you listening to me? Yeah. So my brother, my sister, there are things in your future. There is a bad man who will come before the good man. You won't pray, but the bad man is more handsome than the good man. The good man may be shorter than you, and the bad man may be taller than you. <laughs> Look, come. You see, when a certain type of person comes and speaks certain words to you, even when you are strong, you see that you fall. When he says you are, you are, you are the flesh of my flesh, and the the, the 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 bones of my bones, Shabaya. I said there is no one closer than you. Storms may come, and what again may come, but nothing can destroy our life. Even if you are not strong. 
when a person speaks to a woman, oh, you see that your heart will move from the left side to the right side. You are flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone. There's no one closer. You are flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone. We are one. You are flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone. There's no one closer. You are flesh of my flesh. Bone of my bone, we are one. I do give my life to you forever and always. Hey, the rocks are strong. I will take good care of you and shower you. For all the strife can separate, but there won't have a chance. For there's no one in this world, no one like you. Flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone. There's no one closer. You are flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone. We are one. Give us strong life. I pledge my life to you. Today and every day, I will stay right by your side. Whatever comes away, I've searched and searched for someone who can make my dreams come true. There's no one closer. 
Ephesians chapter 6 verse 3 verse 5 Servants be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh with fear and trembling in singleness of your heart not with eye service as men pleasers but as the servants of the Lord doing the will of God from the heart Wow. Wow. Are you ready to do the will of God from your heart? Some people do the will, but not from the heart. One day, day. I visited a certain man. This man had had an original wife, but had now discarded her and favored a new wife. And we went to visit this man about a problem. When we were talking to this gentleman, he said, we need to deal with certain things and so on and say sorry. Or there must be some apologies or or whatever. Then he began to explain a mistake that his first wife had made. He said that many years ago, there was a strong family meeting. Because his wife was very recalcitrant, ill-natured, cantankerous, stubborn, unyielding, unbending. So he had to call a whole lot of family members to come and talk 
So he said they formed a circle around like that. And he was sitting there and his wife was sitting there. So they talked and talked and talked. And at the end of the meeting, it was agreed that the wife should apologize. So her duty was to go around everybody and say she's sorry. All right? Including the husband. So she went around. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then when she got to the husband, the husband was explaining why he has sat her. When he got to the husband, when she got to him, she said, I'm sorry. And then she was supposed to say some more, something else. So she turned to the rest of the people and she said, What did they say I should say? So when the husband was, what did they say? She was talking, what did they say I should say? No. That apology was not from her heart. What did they say? I said, you've even forgotten at the meeting. You have turned around to ask somebody that. What did they say I should say? What did they say I should say? So he sacked his wife and got himself a more easygoing wife. <laughs> Who will say things from the heart? <laughs> So you see, why did he not accept that apology? After was it not sorry? Was it not a sorry? Is sorry not a sorry? Uh huh. Sorry is a sorry, but a sorry that is not from the heart is different from a sorry that is from the mind or from the mind. I can't care. What did they say? I should say. All are sorries, but which sorry is from the heart? We want a sorry from the heart, and God is saying, the Bible is saying here. Men pleases, not as men pleases, but as servants of Christ doing the will of God from the heart. We are talking about people who are serving God. It's not somebody is mean I care. What did they say I should do? What did they say I should pray? How long did they say I should pray? What did they say I should say to God when I come? What did he say I should do when I finish school? We are talking about people that are pleasing God and working with the Lord from the heart. If you love the Lord, you will love his will for you. If you love the Lord, instead of questions why, you will be filled with praise for him. Thanks for all that he says you should do. From the heart, it will flow out of you if you really love the Lord. If you love the Lord, you will not be asking, what did they say? What, what did he say we should do? When we finish school, we should do what? We should kill ourselves. How do you kill yourself? This man, what does he take? His father, his ma- Look at that. Your processor is going off course again. Power shortage has affected. Electric light off has affected your processor for so long. It is no more working correctly. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. May you do the will of God from your heart. There is a difference between somebody doing something from the heart and something that they say, what did they say I should do? 
from the heart from the inside it's flowing from the feelings it's different you can always tell when somebody is doing something for money or because me not care in care when I travel on uh, different airlines I see different nationalities serving me one of the worst is British Airways you see that they don't want to be polite to you so when I see them coming and I just look, I say, look at one one of the worst British Airways Germans Airways American is the worst they, 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 they don't even bother to try to be nice that, that's the difference but you see the British and other, even Koreans, you see them be, the smile, as far as they tell you, the, the, the smile goes, you see that it's all plastic. Yeah. So when I even see them, I don't even look at their faces. I said, my friend, clear off from there, you are trying to give me your professional behavior. Occasionally, you meet somebody who is doing it from the heart. And you see that the person is genuinely concerned about you. What a difference it makes when you have somebody who is doing something from the heart and somebody who is doing that. What did they say I should do? Yeah, I should smile. Hello, would you like to do that? Foolish. Next time I will say foolish. <laughs> get, out get out of here. When you have something more natural, more real, then you come. Are you listening to me? Serving God from the heart. Wow. What a difference. When you serve God from the heart, there's no struggle. When you are serving him with, what did they say? They said, I should go here. They said, I should do. That's why many times when I'm sending people on mission, I, you know, I want them to go where they would like to go. Where would you like to go? Because sometimes I don't want you to go. I said, they, they forced me. I wanted to go to Brazil. They said, I should come to Shadiam. They said, I should come to Shadiam. I wanted to go to Brazil. <laughs> hey! Even, even serving of food. When somebody is serving you food and it's not from there, something as simple as food. I remember years ago when we got married, I used to tell my wife, when you are feeling in love with me, I taste it in the food. I can taste the food that this one has been made with love. If you have what we call perspicacity, do you know perspicacity? Check, 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 check. Check from your, your, your phone dictionary. Perspicacity. You'll be able to detect food that is made out of love and out of the heart and food that is made out of what did they say I should make? Dutiful food. Perspicacity.
P E R S P I C A C I T Y. Perspicacity. Or perspicacious. You are lost. Having ready insight. Uh-huh. Is that all? Read it. Someone who is perspicacious notices, realizes, and understands things quickly. Notices. Realize. Realize that this food, there is no love in the food. Notices, realizes, and what? Understands, understands things quickly. Things quickly. Hey! The processor notices so that this food is not a correct food. Are you listening to me? God notices when you are serving him not from your heart. By serving him for some other reasons. Or for some, maybe to please a man. Or to impress people. God notices immediately why you do things. That is from the heart. Is it from the heart? I'm always afraid of myself, for my heart. Why am I doing? Why? Why do you sing? You see, people have started to clap for you. So why do you sing? You're becoming a star. You are sitting on stage with me. So you see, now we may not be sure what is the real reason why she's singing. Is it just I love the Lord? Or I enjoy what I'm doing. You see, there's a fine line. The Bible calls it dividing asunder. <laughs> you see, the soul and the spirit is joined. So there's a dividing line. So sometimes we are, we are thinking in our soul. Sometimes we are thinking in our spirit. It's so close that occasionally you are here. It's like Ghana and Togo border. Sometimes you are in Ghana, sometimes you are in Togo. You don't even know where you are sometimes. Sometimes am I in Ghana? Am I in Togo? You keep shifting from one to the other. <laughs> that's how the soul and the spirit is, and that's how our motives are. In one moment you are loving God, the next moment you are so happy with the job you are doing with the people. Next time you are happy with the prestige. Next time is the money. You, you, it just keeps shifting. So you have to, you, that's why you have to pray every day and confess. You you can never tell what you are why you are doing what you are doing. It's very, very deadly. So what I'm saying, the more spiritual you are, the more you'll be praying for yourself and not sure of yourself anymore. And Lord, what am I doing? What I'm doing? What is the real reason for what I'm doing? Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. That we do the will of God from the heart. So you're going to Brazil. Brazil, why? 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 Why do you want to go to Brazil? Why? 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 Why?
Yeah, why Brazil in particular? Is it out of friendship? Or is it for God? Is it, is it from friendship or is it from God? What, what could it be? What is the real reason behind this Brazil? It's worrying. To say the least. It's worrying. tell you if my wife was not alive and I have to marry somebody now you ask yourself why do you want to marry me why why oh why superfly what is your reason is it to help me or is it to assume the, uh, the role of a queen a queen bee. A queen termite. To start a removing other termites. What are your motives? That's why it's good to marry when you are nobody. It helps the person who is coming to realize I've got nobody. Should in case it developed into somebody you came in at the right time that is why when people get older and they are not minds become more and more difficult for them to you can't tell it's true you can't tell you can't, you can't tell very dangerous even to marry very very dangerous <laughs> better stay in your house and pray <laughs> go and link your future destiny to an uncertain donkey whose mission is no more is not clear one day, one day a certain pastor was promoted pastor. and he was promoted to become the resident pastor of that church so the wife she met somebody that I know and she informed this person have you heard my husband has been promoted to be the resident pastor. So he is going to be ministering every Sunday. So I am going to town. I need to get the appropriate dresses for the appropriate role of the resident pastor's wife. Queen B. Queen Termite. She's now the madam. What she's thinking of is dresses and not even how to be spiritual. So that when people come and even speak to you, you have something sensible to say. Oh! Fashion! Dresses! Bags! Shoes! First lady! Resident first lady! Is it what is what is what is the reason? So I prayed about it, and the Lord, the Lord said, that, the Lord said I should marry him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 one day, one day, there was a certain donkey. It went on a very long journey, and it was at the end of its life, and then it came to a crossroad. And he saw to the right five deserts. 
Because every long journey, you have the point at which you fall down. So he came to a crossroad, right or left. He was, if I go right, would there be water there? If I go left, would there be water? So he decided to pray and ask for the will of God to be done. So the donkey bowed down his head to pray. As the donkey was bowing down the head to pray, he saw from the corner of the right eye something in the distance which looked like hay and buckets. But he decided to pray. Oh God, show me the way to go. Guide me in the path of righteousness. May I not go astray, oh Lord. The donkey's prayer was not an easy prayer. Save me from the evil way. And bring me into your perfect will for my destiny and my future, O Lord. Cause my feet to walk upon the path that you have laid out for me. Shine your light upon my path that I might see which way I may go. Save me from the deceiver and the lying lips. That my life may not be destroyed in this day. O Lord. The donkey prayed. O Lord. And then the donkey opened his eyes and he said, The Lord has just spoken. I want you to guess what the Lord said, what the donkey said, and the Lord said. The right side where he saw that the donkey said, The Lord said, I should go right. The Lord will bless someone on the right side today. And surely the donkey went there. You see, when the donkey is going right, is it really because the Lord said it? Or because of what he has seen? Is it a part of righteousness or something else? You can't really tell. Because sometimes there are certain things we spot. The man comes to you, proposes, and he's shaking the khaki like that. impressed one day somebody stole my ticket that I used to travel abroad but I had already used it you know when you use the ticket there is the outside so he stole the outside of the ticket and he went to town with it and he met a certain sister then he brought out the KLM ticket. But oh, he's going to London. And he's, going, he's going here. Just like the donkey. Which spotted the KLM ticket. It's blue, blue. He rubbed the girl. And the girl, be, the girl believed that this guy is a bad business tycoon. He's going here. He's going here. Hey! 
Because you have seen certain things. That is what is guiding you. It's not from your heart. You saw the ticket and he didn't say that it's for you. He just saw it. You saw the keys. You saw the keys. You saw the sign on the guy's shirt. Calvin Klein. Calvin Klein. He's wearing a stethoscope. He's a doctor. And he said, the Lord said to me, I should marry you. Pray always about your heart. Your heart is a big treasure box. Search me, O Lord, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. See if there is any wicked way in me, in case there may be a wicked way inside my box. I'm always defending myself and saying, this is why I'm doing this. You can't be sure. You can't be sure. Be honest. Start being honest for a change. Tell somebody, be honest for a change. Stop defending yourself and saying you are always having the right motive. I'll be serious. For a change, we need some honesty. Amen? What do you think? Yeah. Hmm. So the will of the Lord, amen, is something you must begin to pray that you'll be doing the will of the Lord from your heart. What is in your heart? Hmm. Number 14. It is important to be filled with the will of God. Amen. It's important to be filled with the will of God. Are you listening to me? It is important to be filled with the will of the Lord. Amen. It is important to be filled with the knowledge of God's will for your life. Amen. The knowledge of his will. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you may be filled with the, Colossians chapter 1 verse 9, with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. In all what? Wisdom. Now, so I'm giving you a key. Ephesians 1 9 is the mystery of his will. Colossians 1 9 is the knowledge of his will. I mean, it's a formula you can try to remember. Ephesians 1 9 is the mystery of his will. But Colossians 1 9 is the knowledge of his will. Maybe you can remember that. Now, you need to be filled with the knowledge of his will for you. So, as you grow and seek the Lord, amen. As you grow and seek the Lord, you grow in the knowledge of his will, what he wants you to do. For instance, right now, I could have a camp down the hill and I could have a camp, a camp right, but I have to grow in the knowledge of what he wants me to do. I'm having this camp here because I am doing more of what is more important for me and for my calling, which is apostolic work, which has to do with church planting. Because I'm, I'm, I hope I'm not preaching to the wrong group of people. I hope, I hope it's not the wrong group. This is not a career lesson. This is a, what I'm preaching about spoils careers. 
Yeah, I hope I'm not in the wrong uh, section. I'm talking about people that I'm sending out to go and give up your life for him who died for you. Amen. And as you grow in the service of the Lord, you grow in the knowledge of the Lord. Amen. Now, as you begin to know more and more of his will, you better stay with his will. First, you may not know, you find out by surprise. That's how the will of God is. You, you wouldn't know your calling. You wouldn't know till you start doing. Then you begin to find out, wow. But when you find out, better stick to your calling. Once you know, that's why you, you should be filled with the knowledge of his will. It should fill you. Well, as soon as you get to know, connect. Don't, don't, don't play. Look, one day, I was watching television and I saw someone whom I had not seen for a long time. He was a famous worship leader. In our time, he was one of the topmost worship leaders. And he was a worship leader in a huge church. Then I saw him being interviewed. And I said, oh, this guy, where has he been? And he started to tell his story. When he was standing in that church, that's how we got to know him. You see, what you must realize is we get to know you because of somebody. When we get to know you because of somebody and one day a spirit fills you and tells you, jump out of this boat, you find out that actually you are only known because of your connection to that person. So when you trifle with it, you trifle with your calling. A spirit entered into him and said that he should go out. So some people came to him and told him, because of his great gift as well, they want to invite him to America. He was saying it on television. They are going to give him this work to do as a worship leader because he's so great and so good where he has been all these years. Blah, 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 blah. He said he followed it. When he got to America, he resigned. When he got to America, everything was not as they said. He said he went through, he said, hell, hell. Like this, like this, like this, like this, like this. And as he was talking, they said, it's now that it is a little even better for his life. Because when you, you may not know that this person is called to you, this person is for you, this one you're supposed to be with me. You don't know. Then when you get to know, then you are going where? And then he went into darkness, became a withered branch. You wouldn't even know him. If I mention his name, you wouldn't even know him. But if I sing one song now, you will know him. <laughs> Because I can just sing one song now. It is just on my lips. And you immediately know this person. I will not sing it. But I'm just using it as a, a, a warning. I'm just using it as a warning. He says you should be filled with the knowledge of his will. Filled. When a lot of things I didn't know. But that I know now. I don't joke with them. When I know that this is supposed to be. This is supposed to be. This is when you know. That's a prayer that you know. As you keep growing, you keep knowing more about your calling. 
One of the things I'm called to do is to write. To plant churches. But more important than anything else is to be an apostle. To, to plant churches. It's the, it's the most, apostle is always coming before anything else. That's why I'd rather spend my time helping to plant churches and establish churches than helping to pastor an existing church. They are different. Are you listening to me? Yeah. As you get filled with the knowledge of his will, you have to gravitate more and more towards his will. If you, you, you want to be a pastor, but you are a better helps minister or a better worship leader, as you get, you find out, you find out that the will of God for you is to be a worship leader or to be a help. Develop it very well. Do it a very good way. Highest, highest. Don't play with it. People play with things. In Africa, people play with their source of income. If you go to Kenya, you'll be surprised. The game path which Kenya is known for, where you have the wild animals and so on, the road is one of the worst roads you can ever find. Yeah. As I drove on, I said, ah, is this not the gold mine of this country? Is this not the whole world arrives in Kenya just to come and see these animals? And there's no road going there. We were crossing some little bridges which had been built in the colonial times. You wouldn't even believe it. It's not that it has, the road has been left that way so that you know that you are going to a game Bumpy African ride. That's what they've written in Ghana, Damongo, the road from Damongo, the junction to Damongo to the Molipa. They said it's a bumpy African ride. Your mouth like bumpy African ride. Your mouth like Idi Amin. That's why it's a bumpy African ride. What do you mean? Who told you the African ride is bumpy? Your poor leadership for 53 years cannot do anything. That is why there's no semblance of a road there. Because you are so incapable. You are bereft of leadership abilities. It's like putting the wrong animal in charge. Put a cat to, to plow. Yeah, put a cat to plow the field. It cannot, cannot plow. It cannot plow because you can't do it. You can't. That's why there's no road to Damongo. That's why. That's why there's no road to most places. In Accra, that's why there's no water. Because the people cannot do it. They cannot lead. They cannot help their own country. It's, it's, it's pathetic. And those who can will never be chosen. And those who can will never be asked for advice. So you must be filled with the knowledge. Now, how can you be filled? You have to wait on the Lord. You have to wait on the Lord. Amen. You have to wait on the Lord. And as you wait on the Lord, you are going to discover more of more of the will and become more certain. And you need to wait on the Lord. You need to be able to go away. Now, some of you are waiting for Fasting and prayer retreats before you go and wait on the Lord. That's the difference between you and me, at least. That's one difference. Because I didn't wait for fasting and prayer. I used to go to Legon Gardens on my, on my own. Just alone. I wear my jeans and my one shirt that I had. And I come from Osu. Take different, different taxis. 
buses, taxis up to Legon Junction. I walked from Legon Junction to the interior botanical gardens to the lake. Do you know the lake? How many know the lake in the gardens? How many do not know the lake? Why do you not know the lake? You are not interested in such things. Huh? I walked from the gates to the lake. Do you know the lake? Yeah. It's not a small journey. And there's a pipe at the at the uh, end two. That's where I drank water. That was my, I was like a horse with a particular place to drink. I drank water and I drank water on my way out. Fasting. No car. No car. They don't sell. In those days, when you are celebrating, you drink Coke at Christmas and Easter. It's not like how Coke is available today. We drank from the pipe. You bend down, you open the pipe, and you drink like a horse. <laughs> I was waiting on the Lord myself in the trees, in the bushes. You don't wait on the Lord. That's the one difference between me and you. Privately. That's the difference between you. You may have all the scriptures I have and have all the books I've written and have all that, but that's the difference. Yeah. Because you don't wait on the Lord yourself. It's true. You need to come away. You need to know how to learn from the Lord. Amen. So that you'll be filled with the knowledge of his will. Amen.